Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and listeners of all ages, it's another episode of Eat, Sleep, Podcast, and Repeat, episode 106. I am Dave Taylor, uh, joined this week by Savannah. Hi, how you doing? Doing great, and uh, <laughs> thanks for being a part of the show this week. Of course. Uh, Sean, is uh, he's playing the new Harry Potter game. I like, am, like on, too. On the download, are you? Yeah. Okay. Right. <laughs> is, it like, uh, is it like Pokemon Go? Is it similar? Um, yeah, but it's more involved. Really? So, like, you get to do more, which I like. Like, Pokemon, for me, was really boring. Um, but there's, def- like, there's, like, different levels, and you're not doing the same thing over and over and over again. So, it's I think it's just more involved than Pokemon is. Okay. But I'm also yeah. a nerd, so I might just like it because I'm obsessed with Harry Potter and ah. Pokemon. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm on level 38 in Pokemon Go. It's like, I don't have them all, and... Um... Yeah, I'm already at, like, level, like, eight on the Harry Potter game, and it, wow. like, just dropped <laughs> Does it go to 40? Do we know? I have has, no idea. Has somebody uh, cracked the code on that and figured it out? I don't think so, but the we're, we're, we're working on it. I'm supposed to go later today. Okay, gotcha. Are there raids, too, or do you have to be the straight um, level? I, there are, like, different inns that you go to. Ah, it's, okay. It's so weird. it's not a gym, it's an inn. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, by my next week, maybe I'll be obsessed. <laughs> All right, so a lot to talk about this week. Uh, huge news in the WWE, which we'll, we'll get to towards the end of the show. We'll kind of do things like in reverse order this week. We'll do the news last. Uh, especially, too, because we got a couple of great emails pertaining to that news. And we'll talk about uh, Raw and SmackDown as well. But we'll talk about that in the middle of the show because of the big changes coming to those shows. Yeah, we found out afterwards. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the big thing we'll talk about right now is Stopping Grounds. The, uh, the uh, show last uh, Sunday. And it's one of the shows that, um, you know, the build was was not really good. There wasn't a whole lot of great hype around this. No, no, because because you got a couple of feuds going on that I think a lot of people just are over. Yeah. For the moment, um, you know, which were all those matches at the end of the night, which, uh, well, if you, if you started off at the beginning of the show, everything was great. The uh, the triple threat match in the pre-show, which I know that's where they put the cruiserweights most of the time now, mm-hmm. which is a shame. But however, you know, I mean. You are still a part of the show, and you know you're the free part where it's like, oh man, this is some pretty good wrestling, and that was one of the better matches, if not the match of the night. Yeah. And uh, hats off to uh, Drew Gulak for uh, defeating uh, Tony Nese and Akira Tozawa, and, and just an amazing show. And by the way, the crowd for this show was was on fire to me like the whole night. Yeah. Well, most of the night and, until a certain part of the show, <laughs> but um, and, and by the way, the attendance is about six thousand, which is a lot lower. Yeah. Than, than, than most shows. Oh, by the way, I, I didn't even mention this. Uh, it is Eat Sleep Podcast Repeat. Uh, you can now, <laughs> eh, it's out of order. I don't do this all the time. I'm usually on the other end. <laughs> uh, you, you can find us on uh, Facebook and, and Twitter, ESPR99. Uh, also, you can email us at ESPR at FM99.com. And uh, you can find us on FM99.com, 1069fox.com. We're the only wrestling podcast uh, the stations have, which is great because if there's another one, then. There'd be a lot more podcasting. So there would be a lot more podcasting. <laughs> uh, but anyways, yes, it's uh, it's uh, Dave here with Savannah, and uh, we're getting to the uh, topic grounds show, which uh, started off great, and then the uh, first match, the first official match of the night was uh, Becky Lynch uh, defeating Lacey Evans. When this match opened the show, I kind of had a feeling that one of them would be involved in the match later, the one of the main events for yeah. later on the show. Now I was wrong in my initial guess because I said oh, maybe Becky Lynch would be the special guest referee but it'd be like kind of like forced where it's like well you got to do a good job yeah you know, you know and I didn't think it'd be the other way around um what do you think of the match um it was it was one of the better matches for me 
um, for the beginning of the show. Yeah. Um, but I guess I just like wasn't really impressed with the whole. Well, I, I, well, I, I <laughs> but think... I did like I did like their match. I thought that it was. Um, I thought that they both did really, really well. Um, I really was happy that Becky Lynch won because I don't really like Lacey Evans. Yeah, yeah, her, her character's a, a little still like it's got some places to grow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you know, it's one thing because people like we complain about the match, and then because people are like, well, we get the same thing all the time, then we get something new, and we still complain. But it's like, well, that's not the person like we want to see. Like we wouldn't mind seeing like you know seeing Nikki Cross in that role, but Nikki's doing something else right now. Yeah, you know, or maybe. You know, maybe we'll see Sasha come back. Maybe, maybe not. But maybe it did seem that uh, I don't know how Becky's back was after the match because I felt like she carried Lacey a lot. Yes, because <laughs> <laughs> it looked like a couple of spots where timing was up. I thought it was a good match. Uh, the right person won. Yep. And uh, you know, and then they had the setup for uh, for later on for uh, you know for the next coming pay per view. Uh, yeah. Another show that or another match that was. Better than I thought it would be. I don't think it was a great match, but mm-hmm. it's definitely better. It was uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn getting a big win, defeating the New Day. Yes, which uh, you know, seemed kind of uh, just surprised me because usually Owens and, and, and Zayn, and I was wrong on this. And Sean did pick those guys, and I picked the New Day because I felt like, well, any big match, like these guys just don't win. Like I can't take Sami seriously. They don't treat him as somebody. And then you know, Owens with the heel change just mm-hmm. hasn't been like the same guy. Maybe it's the same guy, but uh, just you know, he, he just he, they need the win, so they needed this match. Yeah, I think they definitely needed that like win to. It, it was just yeah, <laughs> it yeah. was definitely something that they needed to you know to further their story or just cut it out. I yeah, guess. Yeah, yeah. Uh, another match that uh, surprised me. Uh, because I I didn't I wasn't sure because the styles were so different. Ricochet defeating Samoa Joe for the United States Championship. Mm-hmm. I I was I was just surprised. Yeah. Uh, because I figured like Ricochet would like say win the match but not win the title. It'd be one yeah. of those those kind of endings. But uh, but obviously they got Samoa Joe in the new program, and then Ricochet doing this thing, which I thought was a great reception backstage. Yes. And then I thought it was interesting too because when he went backstage, and uh, you know Triple H is back there. Mm-hmm. And uh, Seth Rollins is back there, and then Charlotte's there, and I'm thinking, oh, maybe Charlotte would be the special guest referee. And uh, of course, uh, that didn't happen. But nope. that good match. I thought one of the better matches of the night that truly surprised me. And uh, I, I, have you? I don't know how much involved you are with heavy machinery. I'm not. I'm not a, hugely involved with that. Okay, but I, but I, but I thought this match against Daniel Bryan and, mm-hmm. and Rowan. Put them on the map where I think to take notice because to me it was an outstanding match. They look great. Rowan and, and Daniel Bryan made those guys look like superstars. Yes, in that match, it definitely I think made them more credible in the in the tag team right mm-hmm. tag team world. Yeah, or tag team situation. Uh, so yeah, I definitely think that I, there was a lot of um, stomping grounds where it seemed like they used it to push some. Teams or something that weren't really New, newer talent or yeah. guys who don't, don't really get over. And I yeah. think it's, I mean, I, I knew like Rowan, I figured Rowan and Brian would win, but I was happy that like that they made heavy machinery look good in the loss. Yes. Because sometimes, you know, guys lose, and you're like, well, uh, you know, you know, they're, you know, they go down the ladder, you know, uh, the Miz on SmackDown on Tuesday, which mm-hmm. we'll talk about in a little bit. But, uh, but I thought like it's, it's hard to look good in defeat, but heavy machinery did because you're like, damn, these guys put on a good match. Yeah. And, and they're believable, and yeah, they're a little goofy. Mm-hmm. But man, I mean, they're you know they're agile for big guys. Yes. 
And then the, the, the night slowly started to descend, um, if you will, of, of how good the matches were. Yeah. <laughs> so, so we had the SmackDown Women's Championship match with Bailey versus Alexa Bliss. It wasn't bad. I, I think what muddied it was a little bit of the story, and I don't fully believe. I mean, I guess Alexa's obviously wrestling, so she's at either 100% or close to it mm-hmm. or whatever's been nagging her and stuff. Um, and the storyline thing going on with uh, – with Nikki and Alexa is a little bit fun, you know, cause I did, I figured there'd be some sort of way that maybe I, I didn't expect Nikki to cost her the match that way. Yeah. I, I figured it'd be some other way, um, you know, that she get DQ'd or whatever else, yeah. but, uh, but not, not, it, it, it just okay. wasn't the mo- it wasn't a very memorable match. No. I guess you could say. No. And, and they, they definitely had some different ones. I was kind of hoping what this match was initially now, since that's before they brought in Nikki cross was I was thinking back to the match. I think it was like two years ago. Where it was Alexa and Bailey, where it was like a kendo stick match, and like mm-hmm. Bailey had the kendo stick and like didn't use it. And I thought like, oh, well, this is gonna be like redemption match for her. Yeah, like there'd be a kendo stick somehow involved, and then she would finally use it because mm-hmm. at the time she was like, you know, too goody goody. And it's like, well, I'm not gonna win that way. And I would have loved it like it had that come into play this time, and she would have used it. That would have like, I, I think the crowd would have like gone nuts. Yeah, because the crowd wasn't in that match. They weren't in the next match. I wasn't though. <laughs> <laughs> Roman Reigns defeating Drew McIntyre. Um, I did not have high expectations for this match at all. Did you like the match? I was surprised. I was pleasantly surprised because I didn't hate it. Um, but I, it's it. It wasn't. It wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Okay. <laughs> it wasn't. Yeah. I guess you Was that, that would be the best way. <laughs> well, it's it's just it's too, and I it's didn't like it, style. but I didn't hate it. And one of the things is, um, and I, I like listening to Jim Cornette. By the way, if if you like ever get a chance to check out his uh, podcast, mm-hmm. is and he brings up a valid point that like sometimes and NXT will have this issue too, where a match is like doesn't need to be as long as it is yeah. to tell the story mm-hmm. because you know everybody's got to get their moves in or whatever else yeah. or. You know, the, the drama gets, like, drawn out. And I felt like that was, like, the case here. I know their Mania match was, like, shorter in this. But uh, but it just felt like, you know, with, with McMahon just interfering or whatever mm-hmm. else, it was just like, okay, you know, and then. Yeah, and I'm having this really hard – I'm having a really hard time recently with Drew McIntyre because I feel like he needs to – there's something needs to happen to make him uh, more – for I guess formidable is the word I'm looking yeah, for. Yeah, yeah. I just I'm very bored with him right now, and there's just not a whole lot going in his direction. No, no, you, yeah, I, I agree with you on that because I think it's something even Sean and I have talked about in the show where it's just like because when he came in, you know, it's like okay, they're going to build him up. You know, he's with Dolph, which is great. You reintroduce this guy. Yep. You show him that he's vicious, and then for the last couple of months, he's been in this feud with Reigns. You know, he did the thing with uh, Dean Ambrose, it was great. You know, that had the great match with Seth Rollins. And then, you know, he's here and it's just like, you know, he's just bogged down by all, all this. I don't know if it's just the, the feud with Reigns or if he's, you know, with the stuff with Shane McMahon or what, but come on, man. But he, I don't He needs to do something to maintain yeah. the. And, and now, and if you didn't see Raw, Raw on Monday, um, mm-hmm. we'll get it in a moment, but, uh, but the feud is not over yet. Yeah. And there's a fourth element involved in this, which kind of surprised who it is. Uh, and, and a match that was, um, Considering the talent was extremely disappointing, mm-hmm. was that uh, Kofi Kingston, Dolph Ziggler in the steel cage? I did like the ending. I mean, the ending 
helped the match, but the previous 19 minutes and 45 seconds or yeah. so um, had a couple of moments. But but I think the problem is because you just don't believe that Dolph Ziggler is going to win. Yeah. You know, and, 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 <laughs> I agree. And even if this match happened last year before Dolph, even the last couple of years, it, it's just Dolph is a great wrestler, talented guy. We've had him on the show. Mm-hmm. It's 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 not him. It's the booking of Dolph Ziggler. Yeah, because you can't take him seriously, and I think that that's the problem with some of the guys, especially mm-hmm. the one we're going to get to in the main event in just a moment. But um, other than the ending, I mean, what'd you what'd you think? Because it was a drawn out. It's for a steel I, it cage was match. Drawn it was out, and I don't know if you do this, but like I pay attention to the crowd during matches and whatnot, and the mm-hmm. crowd would just it was not interested in any of it except the end. Well, and I think that's part of it is because they don't feel like Dolph. Yeah. Has, has a chance, so you, you don't get as invested in that. I mean, you do worry, like, you know, when, when guys that you like, like the Kofis and the Beckys of the world, you're like, oh, my gosh, like, you know, they can't lose to this person. You know, we're, yeah. we're, we're going we're gonna to go nuts and boo, boo everybody out of the building. <laughs> you know, because you, you think when Kofi loses the title, uh-huh. you know, or Becky, at some point, it's going to be happy. I mean, Becky lost one, and they did the quick change with the whole SmackDown title in the, in the briefcase. Yeah. Crowd's gonna be mad. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, you know, which so you, so you got to do it right when that yeah. time comes. And it, I just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, all right, Sean usually does this, but I'll do this. In the main event of the evening, Seth Rollins uh, taking on Baron Corbin, Lacey Evans, big shocker, uh, the uh, special guest referee, which I thought was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think I don't think Sean was a fan of the idea. I liked it because they knew that Seth couldn't put his hands on it. He thought well, it was predictable that Becky was going to get involved. In some way, uh-huh. um, the match for the first uh, seventeen minutes was terrible. It yeah, was, it, it, which it's it's two two issues with this one, Baron Corbin, uh, and, and two the type of match which has been done in the past. Yeah, where somebody's a special guest referee, but it was done in such a lame way of. Um, it, they kind of introduced this like differently, and like why isn't like Baron going for like pins like all the time? Like if you got the special cast referee and that was in your back pocket, like why aren't you doing everything you can? Exactly. Or, or, or put him in submission holds or whatever yeah. else, and and you know it's just and I get it, it's drawn out for the drama and everything else, and then you know then Lacey low blows Seth Rollins, mm-hmm. which uh, Becky decides to get involved. Uh, Becky Lynch saves the show, and uh, <laughs> the crowd goes nuts. Seth wins, and then now the biggest uh, power couple in wrestling is. Um, you know, but they've been talking about it for a while, so I kind of figured that at some point, you yeah. know, they're going to do something together. And here's here's where it happens at mm-hmm. the end of a pay per view. But I mean, did, would you? I mean, the involvement makes sense to you, obviously. But I mean, what do you think of the, the whole match? I was bored, <laughs> honestly. I just I I it was for the first yeah for the first like 17, 18 minutes. I just could not pay attention. I was more interested in the chips that I had on the yeah. table yeah. for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Like when, like when the crowd is like chanting, like you know, like you're Seth Rollins Mm -hmm. and you're you're champion. You think you're a pretty big guy, but then your girlfriend is the bigger star, Mm -hmm. and the crowd's chanting for your girlfriend. Yeah, (laughs) save the match. And I think, and from what I've been hearing from um, other you know fans and whatnot, I hear that um, everyone was kind of disappointed that there wasn't like a Money in the Bank situation. Oh well, I, I think they're saving Brock for. Probably a SummerSlam or a Survivor yeah. Series, a bigger event. This is this is a you know throwaway pay per view. Gotcha. You know they had two weeks to build, and now we got two weeks to the next pay per view. Yeah, true. So, 
Yeah, because I even thought, because when we talked about previewing last week and some of the ideas we threw out for referees, I, I speculated like Becky Lynch, but mm-hmm. like where her hands were going to be tied, where it's like, okay, you're going to call this, and if you don't call this right, like, you know, like, like you, yeah. we're going to strip you of your title kind yeah. of thing. And then, then uh, Sean was like, well, it could be uh, Paul Heyman. Yeah. You know, because in that way, like, say, um, you know, maybe he helps Baron win the match, but mm-hmm. then, but then Brock cashes in like right away. Yeah. You know, and that way, like, okay, court, you know, so that way you, you kind of remove the title from Seth a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, who can still go after Brock, but you get it off of Baron Corbin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, it was just, yeah, I was just bored with that one. <laughs> yeah, it was tough. Overall, um, I mean, a scale of one to 10, I mean, uh, maybe, maybe a six and a half. First half of the show I loved. Yeah, I think I'm going to uh, give it a five because, like, the first half was awesome and then the second half I – The the last hour of the show I, I... – <laughs> Wasn't – yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I'll, I'll call it six and a half if I include the pre-show match. Cause, gotcha. Because that – if, if you skip the pre-show match, go back and watch it because you, you're going to enjoy that. And the crowd was into it too, which mm-hmm. which helps out – for the cruiserweights, I, I do appreciate that. So, so that is your stomping grounds event. And um, wow. Yeah. So we're all at SmackDown. We're talking about in just a moment. Uh, interesting shows in some ways. Mm-hmm. and um, But it might be more interesting next week. And we'll get into that next mm-hmm. year. Remember to contact the guys at ESPR at FM99.com with all your comments, topics, and thoughts. But please keep the fan fiction to yourselves. You can also follow them on Facebook and Twitter. Just search ESPR 99. And we are back. It is Eat Sleep Podcast Repeat ESPR. Dave Taylor here with Savannah. And uh, we are in the middle of episode 106. Can you believe it? I cannot. <laughs> and six is like one of my favorite numbers. So ah, like... There you go. Put a, put a one zero in front of that. <laughs> it's amazing. I know. And uh, so we, we talked about stopping rounds. And then so the, the Raw, it's SmackDown afterwards. Um the Becky Lynch feud with Lacey Evans apparently is not over, and the Seth Rollins Baron Corbin feud is not over. Great. Um, so now, <laughs> so now we have an Extreme Rules pay per view like in like two weeks, mm-hmm. and uh, Baron and Lacey are going to be teaming up in the mixed tag match, taking on Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch. That's how they kicked off the show. Mm-hmm. And so whoever, like, if Baron wins and beats uh, beats Seth Rollins, uh, they win both titles. Or if Lacey beats Becky, they win both titles. Um, Sean brought up a good point that. It should just be for one, like whoever pins who gets the title. Yeah. Because in that way, like say Baron or Lacey can fight over, uh, you know, who's going to pin who. Yes. And that can cause ascension. And then, because I, I, I still can't imagine them going to make Baron Corbin a champion. I can't either. Uh, but I agree with Sean on that one. I think <laughs> that that would have been better. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Because, uh, uh, <laughs> don't, we don't need Baron as a champion. Nope. Uh, you know, I, it's just a mess. Um, the other big thing was, uh, you had, and this wick went on forever, Drew McIntyre, Shane McMahon, and a handicap match against Roman Reigns. Mm-hmm. And it's just one of those, it's just one of those beat downs that like, we've been seeing all year. And then the Undertaker comes out and saves the day and attacks McIntyre, Shane McMahon. So there you go. You, you got, now you have a tag match set up for mm-hmm. extreme rules. What a way to come back though. Honestly. What, after the Goldberg debacle? Yes. <laughs> well, he's protected here in a tag match. He's not going to wrestle much. I mean, mm-hmm. he only needs to do a couple of moves. Yeah. Um. You, you know, it's weird because, like, when this feud first started, and I thought they would drag this out differently. And I know and nowadays it's different because 
you know, the old days of, mm-hmm. of me watching wrestling, you know, a feud started and he knew like the payoff was going to be, oh, it's going to be a SummerSlam or it's going to be a Survivor Series yeah. or whatever. And the feud will last six months, but like you wouldn't have any matches. And now you have like a match like every other week or whatever, you know, and now you're adding. Because I figured, oh, Shane's going to fight Roman Reigns at SummerSlam. Like, yeah. Okay, that's fine. Build up to that. Well, we still may get that, but we're, I'm going to be tired of seeing all these guys fight each other for the I've last five months. Yeah. yeah. Unless there's some sort of stipulation in there. Uh, so you got that going on. Um, hey, Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson actually made a couple appearances on the show. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. Because yeah, I figured the Good Brothers were done. Mm-hmm. Um, they fought the uh, Viking Raiders, but uh, and then they showed up there in the main event, which is outstanding, by the way. If you're going to watch one show, just fast forward to the end. AJ Styles and Ricochet. Mm-hmm. Non-title match, but um, they tore the house down. AJ Styles back, healthy, and look great. So And Samoa Joe attacking Kofi Kingston now. Yep. Because that's, that's how you become a challenger. You just attack a champion. Yes. And then you get granted title matches. But so. I mean, also it's Samoa Joe. If he came and was like, I want this, would you tell him no? <laughs> I wouldn't tell Joe no anything unless he says... Um, you know, unless the answer was actually no, and I wasn't going to get beat up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you had that. So that that was uh, the best part. I mean, you had some 24-7 fun with uh, R-Truth mm-hmm. and all that. I mean, uh, you know, EC3 won a championship for like 10 seconds before losing it. So And Cedric Alexander, too, because I kind of forget that he's on Raw. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. Um, SmackDown. Now, now, this is something interesting at SmackDown, if you guys may have noticed, uh, more two out of three falls matches. They, yes. they had two of them this week. And the reason being is that uh, apparently Vince McMahon doesn't want any wrestling during the commercial breaks. At all. At all. So you have the fall end, and then you go to commercial at that time, so you can reset or whatever. Gotcha. And then, you know, then the match restarts when they when they come back. Hmm. Uh, I see the good and bad in this. Yes. Um, the good is, okay, so, you know, you, you get – different maybe longer matches more dramatic mm-hmm. but the bad is it's like well okay every match is going to be two out of three falls so i'm going to go just to the third fall yeah and just you know if i'm watching the recording the show and i see it was a 20 minute match i'll go watch the last couple minutes because the first part of the match ain't going to mean anything because it's a two out of three falls match yeah and stuff um so which which by the way you had two of those so one of them was uh elias in the miz and mm-hmm. and the miz one of the match Again, Shane McMahon, mm-hmm. um, because they treated the Miz so good in this feud. And the deal was, well, he could fight Elias, and if he beats Elias in two out of three falls match, he'll get his hands on Shane McMahon again. Mm-hmm. So match starts, and Shane McMahon's completely involved in the whole thing, and Elias you know, crushed the Miz in the first fall. Yep. Second fall, the Miz only wins by DQ because they just keep pummeling him. And in the third fall, Elias just just more destruction of the Miz. It, was yep. just, it, just, it did nothing for the Miz, nope. who had all this momentum with the face change. Uh, and then just has looked like a fool ever since. Yep. Agreed. And it was just like, seriously? <laughs> like, so you got Taker in here who, you know, but you got the, a guy who can go mm-hmm. and who people are liking and you just, you know, you, uh, it's, a, it's just frustrating. And I, and, and I know it's going to happen to somebody, but like, but you have a guy that is, was on kind of on fire a little yeah. bit, maybe, you know, that we saw maybe last year go, Oh, he could fight Daniel Bryan for the WWE championship. And I thought, you know, they were going to go in that direction. Obviously, they teamed him with The Miz and yeah. or, uh, Shane McMahon. Frustrating. Uh, <laughs> Nikki Cross defeated Bailey, so now uh, Bailey is going to have to fight Alexa, Alexa Bliss at Extreme Rules again. Yep. Um, Sonny Deville won a match. And then our two-on-three match, uh, Kofi Kingston defeating uh, Dolph Ziggler, so I think that feud is done. 
Yes. Which means we won't see Dolph on TV for like another six months. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can only help. All right. So that, that was your two shows that week. They were okay. Uh, I had a harder time watching Raw other than the main event. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and then uh, you know, 205 Live was, was, was fine. For what it was, uh, you know, Tony Nese earned a championship cruiser match and stuff. Um, you know, gentleman Jack uh, Gallagher, mm-hmm. who doesn't always appear on 205 Live, was on the show as well, taking on uh, Mike Canales. Uh, the big thing on NXT, and maybe this could have been a sign from the last TakeOver event, was Io Shirai becoming a, a heel. She lost to Shayna Baszler, but it was what happened after the match mm-hmm. and stuff. And um, so she is... Uh, now a heel, which which is great, but that that makes more sense now of what she did at, at the last event yes. when she attacked Shayna Baszler afterwards. Because mm-hmm. like, man, why why is a face doing this? It doesn't make any sense. Well, now it does a little bit, a so, little bit, yeah. And Street Profits and Forgotten Sons uh, might be worth checking out. And they also got the Breakout Tournament as well, which I know we got some emails in that. So those are your shows this week, and uh, now we're gonna like do news in just a moment, which I know it's like the reverse order of how we normally do the show. But it'll pertain to some of the emails we got and also the big news regarding Raw and SmackDown. Miss an episode of ESPR? Find previous episodes and interviews with WWE superstars like Seth Rollins. Do you miss doing the curb stop? I love that move. Oh, yeah, we all did. (laughs) (laughs) The Miz. Well, it is the most must-see podcast of all time, isn't it? Yes. It's the best one. It's the most must-see. It's awesome. It's, what is it, eat, sleep, repeat, something, another thing? Who cares? Who cares? It's amazing. Just search ESPR on all your major podcast apps. And we are back. ESPR, Dave, Savannah here. And uh, big news regarding the shows this week. And and I really want to get your your opinion on this because um, you're not on the show all the time. But when we do talk about wrestling and stuff, you're like, well, you know, I was bored with this or whatever else. Yeah. All right. So WWE. Mm-hmm. is now hired, well, they've already had Paul Heyman, but they yeah. got Paul Heyman and Eric Bischoff are going to serve as executive directors. Uh, Paul Heyman's going to do Raw. Mm-hmm. Eric Bischoff is going to do SmackDown. Okay. So so what do you think of these big changes in regard to the shows? I think it is very much needed. I think that it's going to – hiring um, those guys is something that I think needed to happen in order to – push the WWE and what they're doing with Raw and SmackDown to another level because every person that I've talked to about it is kind of bored with what they're doing recently or they're not very happy with the direction that both the shows have been going in. So I'm really excited to see maybe how what changes are made or how they kind of mix it up. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to this as well. I mean, you know, you know, which I'm kind of glad that they're like doing this now before AEW yeah. kind of gets something. So that way, you know, we didn't have to wait six months for them to go, we better do something now. Uh, attendance has been down. I mean, 6,000 people for pay-per-view. Yeah. Uh, you know, which I would say at least the Tacoma crowd was great, but mm-hmm. even the, the Raw crowd wasn't big either. And, and you can look carefully enough, you can see like the top sections, you know, tarped off yep. and everything else. Um, I'm kind of glad for this. And in a couple of ways is because Eric Bischoff in the last, I like eight months or so. I've still been talking about wrestling and stuff. He's a big Becky Lynch fan, huge yep. Becky Lynch fan. Uh, you know, Paul Heyman, well-respected guy, works with a lot of guys in the back mm-hmm. on promos and stuff. I, I think that's going to help a lot of them out, uh, especially, you know, too, especially like if Ronda comes back at some point, if, he, if she does come back mm-hmm. or some of these other superstars. And, you know, the focus can be on some of these that need growth. It, it's really weird because like there's like some things I like that's going on. 
But like, okay, I will take like some of the storylines they had. You know, the whole Becky Lynch, Ronda, Charlotte thing. Yeah. Like, okay, this is the match that we want, but like, we're not. Here's how we're gonna get there. Okay, A to B, but we're gonna go A to A point one, A point two, A point three, and this is like, train wreck of a mess. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's just ridiculous. Um, you know, there's times like when Danny Bryan came back, mm-hmm. like oh, this is big news, and then um, oh, you're gonna feud with Big Cass. Yeah, like, <laughs> but I think um that they know what they're doing. Yeah, and they've been in the business for a very long time, so I'm really excited to see. Maybe some of the amp up or the changes or anything that they're going to yeah. implement. Yeah, and, and, and if they can make Seth, Seth isn't stale, but but Seth needs something. Yes, in, in some way, Kofi's fine right now. Mm-hmm. Um, just getting better. The Samoa Joe will be a better opponent for him than Dolph Ziggler. You, yes. you know, you know, and I get somebody I heard or whatever else. Um, or Owens didn't want to go somewhere, maybe the maybe the Middle East. So you know, things change or whatever. Mm-hmm. So hey, we we got Dolph on standby. We'll bring him in. But maybe build credibility back to, to certain heels. Drew McIntyre, we yes. talked about. Um, I like to see, you know, Kevin Owens. Sami Zayn to me is like like a guy who's never gonna win a championship. Mm-hmm. But he's but he's a guy that to me that could be, you know, a bigger threat. Finn Balor. Yeah. You know, you know, whoever decided that one night, hey, we're gonna have uh Kane fight uh Finn Balor because uh uh, Kane's got to fight Braun Strowman. So what's you know what's this you destroy Finn Balor yeah. for Kane when you got forty guys in Gatoring that you can use? You know, <laughs> uh, and Braun Strowman's another guy that can definitely use a mm-hmm. a uh, a I'd say quick fix, but everything it, was going right in the right direction. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I know he's got the thing with Bobby Lashley, which is fine, but they they really dropped the ball on that guy. Yeah. You know, hey, uh, we're gonna make him look like an idiot. We'll, we'll team him with a ten-year-old uh, kid, and then uh, <sighs> just some of the other stuff. I mean, yeah, yeah it was cool at the time. You're looking back, going, "Really? This is what we're doing?" Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. So that is like good news. So we got a couple of emails uh, pertaining to that this week. Jeffrey uh, writes in. Jeffrey, always great to hear from you. And he goes, I thought the pay-per-view was overall decent. It was really good up until Roman versus Drew, and it kind of fell flat for me. And so did I because I fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. Um, hey, like, it was only like a four-hour pay-per-view. Like I, I struggle at the end of Mania staying awake. Yeah. Uh, happy for Drew Gulak and Ricochet winning their respective matches, putting up best performances at night along with the tag matches. Yes, I, I agree with you there. Alexa vs. Bailey had some decent storytelling in there, even though it was a whole lot of big spots or anything. I thought when Lacey Evans bent Becky against the ring post was kind of cool. Didn't expect her to be the, left, the ref later on, but it made sense. I love the uh, uh, subtle uh, teasing they're doing for Bray Wyatt. Really expected his character to be fully unleashed and hopefully not ruined by Vince. Okay, so I, you haven't seen a lot of the vignettes. I showed you a couple of those. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think the whole Firefly, the Bray Wyatt thing, and this fun house and all this stuff? Um... I don't know what to think. I um, I think that it definitely has some room for buildup, but I'm a little confused by it. Um, but I'm hoping that th- it leads into maybe a more dark, sinister character for him, which is what it looks like it's trying to do. Yeah. Um. So I really hope that that's the direction they're going to go with it and that they're not going to... Just be like, okay, this is over, you know. Um, so I, I personally think I like it. I just think they maybe could do it in a less, um, 
<laughs> weird way, I guess. Well, I, I guess the telling part's going to be when he finally rustles. Yeah. And what it's going to be like. I think, maybe, yeah. You know, how, how is he going to handle it? Is he going to be the same guy or mm-hmm. is there going to be some new stuff? I mean, that was always a thing when, like, you would see vignettes of rustlers back in the day, which I'm kind of glad they're doing the vignettes again because I always felt like, like, even guys like you don't see, this is, like, the w- a way to keep them on television. Yeah. You know, hey, we're bringing in this guy, but what's, you know, what's, what's introducing to the audience? Mm-hmm. And, you, and yeah, the vignettes, they're going to run a long time until people see this or they talk about it. I mean, yeah. I, I don't think it's to a point, you know, not like the Lacey Evans thing because her, like, that buzzing sound was just so obnoxious. <laughs> and then she'd come out and do nothing. And, you know, at some point, like, well, okay, she's not doing anything. What's like, and people complain about that, but it's like, well, at some point, like, I felt like, like she's going to do something. Yeah. You know, and then like the payoff's going to be there. Yeah. You know, and it, and it, it kind of worked, obviously, because she went after the biggest star, but like I felt like there was missed opportunities where like she wasn't in the, uh, you know, the battle royal you yeah. know, at, at Mania. I thought like, oh, it'd be towards the end, you know, that ridiculous song would play and she'd come out and win it or whatever, yeah. which would be a perfect heel move. Uh, but, you know, but by, you know, just, wasn't the case there. And speaking of heel moves, um, Jeffrey also writes in that the uh, cage match in NXT was awesome. And, um, you know, Eero was uh, so close. I didn't expect the heel turn. It kind of made me sad because the crowd is really, really behind her. But imagine she'll probably be similar to how Asuka was in NXT during her heel run. So, which uh, was great and should be a good thing in hindsight. She had three changes at the title. A heel turn does kind of make sense, but I guess it means they're going to probably shift her into a feud with Candice. Now I imagine because she went after Candice after the match. Yeah. So, uh, it's from Jeffrey, also from uh, Corey, so the biggest uh, takeaways from this week, uh, Firehouse, Funhouse, Creeping Around on Raw and SmackDown. Uh, Alistair Black, mm-hmm. who came up with Ricochet, and then after the uh, you know, the uh, shakeup, if you will, uh, he's been on SmackDown, but hasn't rustled. Yeah. And so, he's been doing these vignettes in this room, and at the end, like somebody knocked down the door, mm-hmm. but we don't know who it was. Mm-hmm. So, so, more to Alistair Black's. Uh, character, very dark character, which, by the way, I always, I, I kind of liked his intro. I thought it was very unique with him, like, rising up and stuff. I think, yes. oh, man, it's kind of cool. I lo- when I <laughs> love Aleister Black. I watched him when he was on um, NXT, right? Yeah, yeah. And every time I watch him, I'm entertained. I like what he does. He's a good wrestler. I'm just, I'm excited to see what he does. Yeah. Um, he, he liked the uh, the breakout tournament was so far in NXT, and also, uh, Shirai turning heel, so definitely interesting going forward. And then he's weighing in on um, Heyman and Bischoff running around SmackDown. Hopefully, this means that uh, things will just drastically improve going forward. I'm hopeful. Uh, hopefully, I uh, was still skeptical at the same time. Yeah, you know. But this isn't like was it like six months ago? Mm-hmm. I mean, you think of all the changes. Oh, we're going to change things up to like what you want, and then all of a sudden, like two weeks later, when they bring up these NXT guys and they like do nothing with them. Yeah, you know. Uh, they, now at least Ricochet and. And, and Black had more, but then, like, and I know, um, not Johnny Gargano, because he was up there for a while, but his partner got hurt, mm-hmm. whose name escaped me at the moment. I'm sorry about that. But, uh, uh, but, but then, like, EC3, and then, like, nothing. Yeah. Absolutely nothing. And part of that was because they hadn't fight Dean Ambrose, and people knew Dean was on the way out. So mm-hmm. people were sympathetic towards Dean. It didn't help EC3 at all. Yeah, no, not at all. Uh, you know, and they brought Lacey Evans uh, and then, like, you know, the heavy machinery and the mm-hmm. Viking experience machine, uh, War Raiders, we can't, whatever the hell we can't call them or can't call them. <laughs> you know, it's just th- some of those guys go off to a rough start. And poor yeah. EC3, you know, he's just, it's like I, 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 a lot of guys, maybe this is a sign that if you're in NXT, you're going to feel better 
going to Raw or SmackDown with with Heyman or, or Bischoff running the show because mm-hmm. I think you know a lot of those fears are well we go up there and then you know you know we don't have anything for you, you you're just here because Vince wanted you here yeah they didn't really have a long term plan for you mm-hmm. uh, you know when uh, the last NXT show Tyler Breeze wrestled a great match against Velveteen Dream yeah. That was the best Tyler Breeze match I've seen in years because he wrestled a different style. He wasn't, you know, the goofball he was in WWE. Yeah. So there's hope. <laughs> so I, I cannot believe that um, it's like next week already. Uh, Extreme Rules is yeah, July fourteenth. Wow. So we're uh, yeah two we weeks are away from through that. this, aren't we? Yeah. Whole years flying by. Yeah. Which, by the way, there's another event coming up. Which we won't be able to see on the network, but uh, Evolve has their event the day before that. So it's going to feature like some of their wrestlers mm-hmm. and also some NXT and 205 Live guys as well. So like Adam Cole is fighting Akira Tozawa. Okay. Uh, Drew Gulak's fighting uh, Matt Riddle. That's some pretty good matches. Actually, hmm. <laughs> I don't know. It's not going to be. Oh, it's going to. Actually, it is scheduled to air on the network. Oh, well. Pay that nine ninety nine a month. <laughs> yeah, sponsor us. Yeah, hey, hey, you know you get the uh, the first uh, thirty days free. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so that is coming up on the thirteenth. So um, definitely have to check that out before Extreme Rules. Mm-hmm. So Lot, lots of things happening in the next few weeks. Absolutely, absolutely. So we will be back uh, next week with episode one hundred seven. It will not be a. Pre- it could be the preview preview show of those two. And um, you know, I don't know how quick Bischoff and um, Heyman take over Raw and SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but um, I guess if we'll that see. starts this week, and I'm assuming I don't want to assume because I think Heyman will. Would, I mean, his his character of being Paul Heyman or uh, Brock Lesnar's advocate would still be there. I don't see him taking on another role in television yeah. other than the advocate and the mm-hmm. Bischoff. You know, I mean, for long term guys, like yeah, it's fine if he's on TV, but really nobody knows this guy from the last like 12 years. Yeah. So I mean, unless you know, so he's probably probably better suited to be off camera. Yeah. I mean, unless USA Network's going, hey, we really want him on TV, but nobody knows who he is. I mean, obviously, nobody knows who he is. Yeah. Longtime wrestling fans know who Eric Bischoff mm-hmm. is. But if you're under the age of 30, unless you're watching, uh, you know, SmackDown uh, reruns from in Raw reruns in the early 2000s or Nitro <laughs> reruns or, or AWA, you have no idea. Yeah. All right. So thanks for joining us this week. Oh, by the way, you can always email us ESPR at fm99.com. Uh, appreciate the feedback. Uh, you, of course, uh, you can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, uh, 1069fox.com, fm99.com as well. And we'll be back next week for another episode of Eat Sleep Podcast and repeat. <laughs> <laughs>